Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, a fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We also will have a new episode coming out next week, and we will be reviewing Tell of the Nine-Tailed 1938, and we will talk about all the reasons why you should be watching and fangirling over this drama with us. So if that's something that sounds fun, you should join our Patreon, and as usual, you can find the link in our show notes. Awesome. The Discord channel is so much fun. I just have to give that another plug. Just I've I learned so much just from the community that's on there. So well, it's, and it's um, so much easier to find like content or like for example, in the what we're reviewing today, you were able to find the translated version book. of the book. Yeah, that's one being of our translated by fans and all kinds of fun stuff. So that makes it pretty awesome. So um, yeah, so just a quick plug for that uh, Discord channel. All right. I'm going to read the synopsis that is from my drama list for the show that we will be reviewing, which is called Till the End of the Moon. So here's the synopsis. <clears throat> In an era when, dom- <laughs> when demons have dominion over cultivators and mortals. The cultivator elders believe it is imperative to send someone back in time to discover the origin of the demon lord and prevent his resurrection. Li Susu accepts the mission and assumes the identity of mortal Ye Shiwu, the second daughter of General Ye. She's married to Tan Tai Jin, the captive prince and future demon lord, and is determined to destroy him aware that in the future he will come to massacre many. But as a witness to Tantai Jin's past life and rise to power, an unexpected fate emerges, one complicating her quest. Okay, so so I actually think it's a pretty good synopsis. It is. It kind of makes me think of that, like, ethical question, like, would you go kill baby Hitler? (laughs) Right. Like, it's kind of the same thing. It is sort of like It's like, would you kill, like, this dictator that murders everybody? Um, And how, you know, ethically, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Especially the idea, can you change things? Or, yeah. Yeah. Especially when we meet him. Um, Yes. So, just so people know, I, as we talked about, I actually read the online... um, the translation of the book and up to chapter 80 i totally binge read it so there's a few differences between the book and the show and i read the book after i finished uh the drama and so i'm gonna do my best to um not get them confused but if i say something and you're like what peach tree or whatever um can use i just i'm gonna ask you to like be like hey what are you doing I will um, do my best. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, also we are going to be using one name for the characters throughout the whole story, whether it is a nickname that we made up or the character is using a name for the majority of the drama. 
And this is just because our leads change names at least three times through the story. So it can be a bit confusing otherwise. Yeah. And I'm not, I have a hard enough time. Well, you know me, I have hard enough time, like remembering one name, let alone six different (laughs) names for just our two leads. That's That's not even counting everyone else. So yeah. Um, Also, we're trying to stuff all of this into one episode, possibly two episodes, depending on how long we talk. And so unfortunately, we are not going to be able to get to every single plot point, which we have so many thoughts about. And I'm kind of sad, but unfortunately, our scheduling just does not allow us to do like a five episode binge or podcast Schedule. I mean, we did that with Starry Love, but I yeah. feel like this one we decided we're just going to kind of think about the, there's like kind of four main sections that we'll talk about later, but yeah. we're going to start with that spoiler free section. Yes. So let's start with why we started the drama and where you can watch it. Um. So for me, I was coming out of some Starry Love withdrawal and I was on Yuku which has been a really great app for this year for many shows for me. So um, (laughs) lots of Chinese dramas on it. And I saw this till the end of the moon thing. Um, And I was like, it's another wuxia. Like, I I think I need to watch that. And uh, of course, the female lead is one of my favorites. um, And that's um, Bailu. And so just knowing like, that we were going to get a little of everything. I thought, yep, I'm I'm totally on board. So, um, so that's where why I started watching it, and also where I'm watching it is Yuku. Well, and I came in after because you kept telling me, "Oh, you got to watch it, you got to watch it," and then you had me at like Evil Bone because yeah. <laughs> we're twelve year old boys really trapped in middle aged women bodies yeah, because so we always love a good. <laughs> sexual reference like yeah oh evil bone where did they come up with this stuff gotta find his evil bone it always sounds so sexual she certainly found it didn't she she did she did that and love trees and whatnot although this one didn't really have a love tree this time did it i don't think so i think it was all about the evil bone it was all about the evil bone yeah and yeah you know so crossbow. um, so yeah, so you had uh, said, I think you started it when either right before or right after you came and visited me last month. And so yes. you had mentioned it, but we were deep in watching My Perfect Stranger and um, Dr. Cha, so we didn't watch it together. Yeah, I was binging and, this like crazy. Yes. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll start, you know, after you left and so I clicked on episode one and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And he's kind of weird looking. But then halfway through episode one, you're like, ah, he's not weird looking. He's really hot in a weird, like almost androgynous model-esque way. Like he's very different visually than our usual Chinese leading male. I know. I and say. I can't, he is so, okay. So he was in Ashes of Love. And, and I didn't see that one. And so. again, he was just, he's an intriguing character. Like uh, he's a like intriguing actor. Like his face is actor. all angles. Yes. And you wouldn't, like uh, many times I'd be like, is he attractive? And then I would 
get into the show and see him acting and things, I'd be like, oh yeah, he certainly is. Um, so I, he's just, yeah, he's, I, but I think it's really a tribute to his acting as well. I agree. Um, like once he's moving and his personality comes out and the little micro expressions are yeah. very engaging. And so he really sucks you in. And before you know it, you're like totally obsessed with him. Like yes. so obsessed. He might be my screensaver. <laughs> so. uh, he's like, it's crazy. Like, we've had a year of like evil, like really I great mean, Chinese evil devil guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for it. Yes, for sure. Um, and this is this is just yeah, I was I started watching because I needed something after Starry Love. I kept watching, I binged everything that was available, and then I was like, I need more while I'm waiting. Um, and then so the two these two so Bailu and um and this Mal lead. Are also in. <laughs> Here, uh, one um, second. I have uh, my drama Luo list. I'll see his name Luo real Yunxi, fast. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Luo so Yunxi. Luo Yunxi and Bai Lu are in Love is Sweet, which is more like a modern day drama. I mean, about like business investors. So it's kind of like they're. Um, Yay. Yeah, business I know. Investors. <laughs> and it's the like, there's a lot of issues with it really but it was so nice to just see them again um and it helped kind of fill the gap while i was waiting for um more episodes so yeah 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 i know <laughs> all right and uh if you don't want to subscribe to yuku which can be like kind of a pain but it is not my favorite interface to deal with to be right. perfectly honest it is also on viki and that is fully on there and it just dropped on Netflix possibly today while we're recording this. Oh, wow. And so I am sure that will give a whole new round of people the chance to experience this drama. And it's already big on our social circles, but I expect it to blast up even bigger Yeah, now that I it's on Netflix right. and has a wider audience. And so I definitely think this is going to the love for this drama is going to draw out into many months to come rather than it kind of being done. I think you're right. So, yes. So we are going to talk about cinematography because I love cinematography. You know, that's my K -drama favorite Jen subject. Doesn't. <laughs> yes. You know how I love it. Well, and I have to talk because again, there is a very wide range of Chinese styles that they get depending on how much funding they have mm -hmm. because uh, you're watching a drama what is it on the brink back back from the brink back from yeah. the brink which great story from the writer of um Fair. Uh, demon and orchid yeah but, yeah Devil, and yeah. you know the story is really great but they have no budget and the costumes are like really bad in the beginning, like it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but yeah. So um, no money's there for CGI. The costuming is very limited. And then you have a drama like this where they have put out all the money because the opening sequence has so much CGI, but it's cool CGI. 
Yeah. Where he's riding on this carriage drawn by like, what, eight evil horses. And he has like this halo thing that's like an evil halo kind of like he's like from an old roman picture of jesus but he's evil you know it's just so good really great battle sequences it really just gives you all the oomph and it goes on because there's again they're in three different time segments there's costume changes galore in all of these different times different sets different everything and so it definitely has a lot of funding put behind it. So, you know, that just helps the cinematography. And there are some really great moments as well as some great acting and just heart-wrenching parts that are caught on film that just suck you in. And it's not all CGI, but there, it's a mix of the two. There are some really beautiful things happening, like some beautiful scenes, like just... um like towards the end for example there's like you know some clearly they've they've done a lot of um i guess it's cgi but it's it's just beautiful in some of the cases so they're able to merge the humanity and human aspect with the cgi really well so it's almost seamless and it doesn't distract you from the story arc i think that's a good way of putting it i agree sometimes you get distracted, whether it's like bubble horns or whatever it is, you know, you can get distracted and being like, oh, that's not the best outfit or whatever yeah. it is. But this one just sucks you in and you don't separate the animated CGI reality from the characters acting. So I think right. they did a great job. Well, you know how I love to talk about cinematography. Um <laughs> And so I don't have a lot to say other than like, um, it's pretty and there are, I mean, really like there's, I mean, Bailu in particular, like she's just gorgeous anyway. And so I feel like, but they, they put her in like beautiful outfits, beautiful, like locations you know well, like and it's his just, are just as gorgeous and like his too, some of yeah. the outfits when he's the emperor <gasps> oh yes. my word agreed and the elaborate hair and everything it's like so on point and then you'll see these scenes where like they were like cast down and they're injured or whatever and it, you'll the camera will back up and you see these gore- gorgeous pictures of like their clothes and their hair just artfully all around them as they're laying on the ground and it's like those kind of those koi fish paintings that are just kind of all interwoven and pretty it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. it's hard to explain unless you have the picture in front of you but just know it's gorgeous it is gorgeous and the opening the opening is also really beautiful just like fairy and devil was like it's just lovely um so now that we've talked about your favorite part the cinematography (laughs) let's talk about my favorite part otp chemistry um do we think that they had chemistry oh yes they certainly did um this is a very 
toxic relationship. Now we're saying this part spoiler free, right? So we are. We will talk about the toxicity much more later on. Yes. Uh, just know this isn't all flowers and sausages in their relationship. Far from. I mean, um, maybe uh, there should be some restraining orders and, yeah. you know, <laughs> cops involved in their relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I would. It's not the kind of relationship that you would hold up to like, you know, your children and say, you should strive for this um, no, no. because they're it's it's toxic, really, really. And toxic. yet their emotions are so intense for each other, whether it's love or hate yes. that you can't look away. They sizzle it's just like like yeah. it's really, really good. So yes. do they have chemistry? Oh, yes. Oodles of chemistry. Is it the most romantic movie ever? There's romantic, there's swoony moments, there's romance, there's swoony moments, there's like that, you know, but yeah, there's so much toxic moments. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, the they work through a lot of them. They do. But so much. Oh, it's, it's just like you're yeah. watching this and it's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> yeah. So. But if you want to know why, you have to go to the spoiler section because we will talk about many of those moments yes. uh, to come. So, and, But it doesn't take away from the story. Like, I did not feel like I was disappointed because they were toxic together. Oh, and no. That if anything, it was kind of interesting because it's something that's not just a cookie cutter romance that we've seen in fantasy dramas before. That's true. I mean, and it's so this was kind of like definitely different vibes than we usually get from an OTP. Agreed. So, so how strong is the story and the development of side characters? I would say side characters have their moments. It's not as well developed as starry love narratively. Mm -hmm. I feel Starry Love had a lot better side character development, but I, I it's do not think this as was... bad as other shows either. It's like in that middle zone. Yeah, I think we're missing some, like, I think that this got cut quite a bit. And so yes. I think we're also missing some parts. But um, again, we can talk in the spoiler section. And again, um, this is why I'm not necessarily a fan of the forced cut to a 40 episode maximum oh Chinese law yeah I'm you know not. I know a lot of people are like oh it's so much better because I don't have to watch as much and I'm like I would rather watch an extra 30 episodes for a complete unedited story than a cut drama where there's gaps that you know something should be there yes I agree and but this one definitely me. I know there's so many drama watchers that don't do that but that don't like that but personally i'm in it for the quality okay. storytelling so what's another um, 30 hours <laughs> yes and there's some actually some really lovely characters in this um there are and we're going to talk about those shortly so um actually can we do that in our spoiler just my one of my favorites though is is like Third the brother and the fox lead. demon totally yes yes uh, no we Kinron. have a whole section that we're going to discuss them so so i do anticipating them, <laughs> yes um so just as far as like i think they do a pretty good job with those side characters but you know but maybe not the full development that we got from 
in Starry Love. So, yeah. all right. So we're going to talk about a few characters first before we jump into the various story arcs. So first of all, uh, we have Isusu, and she travels back in time to kill the demon lord before he has his powers. And so yes. it's important to know that she is part of this immortal sect. They, We have that opening scene where there's like mass destruction happening. And so she goes back in time. Yes, because she is the only survivor. Like the demon lord kills everybody. everybody. Because he's a badass and he can. <laughs> but before but, that. Yes. But uh, <laughs> for some reason, just... To clarify, like this is in the first five minutes. Right. The her sect has this special, it's like a bracelet charm, something or other, that has been handed down over 500 years and or well, more than that, however many thousands of years. And it allows it was created by a god and allows a person to go through time. And I'm not even sure if she purpose did she purposely activate it, or was it kind of oh, yeah, like they, a last ditch? Because her they, remember her. Yeah, um, they kind of chucked her and the thing yeah. and started it to save her because yep. there was no hope. Everyone was going to die, and to kind of save themselves, hopefully in the future. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a hail mary kind of pass mm -hmm. to be like, well, maybe this will work. So yeah. that's kind of like her background. She's just you know. Like a good little cultivator girl who's pretty talented, but maybe not the best of the best. And she now has the whole world on her shoulders waiting for her to successfully save them all. So, which brings us to Tante Jin, who is the super, super, super hot demon lord who, because of his demon lordness and evil bone... Gotta love those evil there bones. Evil bone. Yep. So he is a bad badass destroying demon lord. And before that, he is an abused prince who's trapped in a neighboring kingdom as kind of like um kind of like a they have him so the family can't attack him mm -hmm. or else they'll murder him, kind of thing, a hostage. And so he's an abused prince who is all alone in the world and turns out he's married to the woman who Susu jumps into. So he's married to Yeshibu. Yep. Yes, but we're not going to call her that because it's way too confusing. I know. So he's married to her and she takes over the body of this person. So she finds herself married to the demon lord. And... She has a lot of issues of coming to grips with, oh my gosh, this poor guy being abused is going to be the menace of the four realms. And it's it's kind of interesting because we get a lot of like back and forth. Is it really him? Is it not him? And then we get like little glimpses of his revengey evil side just in episode one. And yep. I think that is what hooked me the most is his ability to like revenge side eye yes evil that was kind of like oh oh that's yeah. hot and yeah. <laughs> that's really cool so i love actors that can do that because not all of them can sometimes they're just pretty faces that's true. but but he definitely he, can he definitely can and we also found he has the evil bone and is the demon fetus which we will talk more about later 
And this pretty much means that at some time he'll leave his humanity behind and destroy the four realms. So that's our leading man. Untied. Totally a winner. Yeah. <laughs> He's lovely. I mean, he has some really great moments. All yeah. right. We also have what we're going to call him like the first prince. So He's it's, different characters in all three story arcs. Yeah. So he's but, like her brother in one. He's like her sect brother in another who loves her. I mean, there's all these different, but he's some version in each of the lives and or in each of the sections of this. And in the and, first and third section that we're going to be discussing, he is the second or first or second prince of his empire. So he's... Yes. He's pretty much the equivalent of Tante Jin, but just in the country that won the war. And so no matter what, he is um he's, he's a good always guy. kind, supportive, like in in all of the all of the time, I don't know, like in all of the story arcs. He's he a nice guy. A nice he's, guy. He's truly your just nice guy and and he, he's not always a winner, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> True. He does his best for those around him, regardless of whether he's going to be successful or not. And he's pretty handsome. He is. Likely. Like, like he's not hard to look at. Nope, so. not at all. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now it we... takes so much within me not to curse at her every time I think of her or her name. Like, so as have... you know, because I texted you so many times. I know. like, oh, my I gosh, this witch is back on the screen again. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Bing Chung is the most horrible sister of all time. Um, yeah, she's just horrible. She's a horrible, horrible, horrible person. Except in the very beginning, you're not you sure don't she's know horrible. It. Yeah. You don't know it yet until we reach the second, third, and fourth segments. Yeah. So but, there's lots oh. of other really great characters, but yes. because we're limited with time, we're just going to be talking about these few for now, and um, and then we'll throw in a few others. But this is the spoiler-free section. But now, now it's time for spoilers. It is time for spoilers. So Yay. spoiler time. So, and we decided that the best way to cover so much content, because again, it's 40 episodes, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is when you're trying to podcast. <laughs> so we decided that we we're going to break it into the four story arcs that kind of are their natural stop start story arcs of their personalities. Um, it's kind of the four points of their relationship. And so we're going to start with part one, which is where Susu goes back to the past and finds herself married to the human who will eventually become the destroying demon lord. And I need, I think we need to discuss how hot Tante Jin is just once more in the opening <laughs> sequence because, oh my goodness. Yeah. No, you're like, absolutely right. He, like, draws your eye immediately and... I mean, he's like he looks this... otherworldly. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's like weird. Well, and also like because of like the actor himself with all the angles he has on his face and things like he just plays this part so well because both as the like demon lord like annihilating everyone and then as the husband Tante Jin who has been abused and 
is like meek at first, at least you think he is. And like, he looks almost, I don't know, waifish at times. I've never seen an actor that can look as anemic and starved and like sick as he does when he needs to. Yeah. I mean, they did a very good job of, again, he looks like he's like wasting away, possibly close to death multiple times in this first time period. Yes. And the, and it's not all makeup, like just like the angles and the way they could sink his eyes in with the makeup and CGI and just he was able to look emaciated and he is a very skinny person like he is but the ability to look healthy and sick was impressive that's very true because we rarely because usually we get pretty person sick where it's like oh they might have like a little scar somewhere or you know oh they coughed up blood and that's the only way you know they're ill I no. mean, in this drama, there's so much blood spitting. It's not even funny. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So much. I can't even imagine. I hope it doesn't taste horrible because they had to throw up so I much know. blood. <laughs> like just, I mean, it's that's pretty common in wuxia. Like, it is, Chinese but dramas, not but this amount. This is because there was amount so of blood. much. Yes. And there's yeah. so many like beautiful scenes like where they've got like blood dripping from their mouths. Yeah. Um, so but, okay, but they so were we able ha- to make him look very, yep, tortured. Agreed. Yeah. So then we have so Susu is an abusive and selfish wife. So like, so Yeshua, the original character. I know as we said we weren't going to use the name, but Susu jumps into her body and discovers that this girl is actually pretty nasty. Like she like a psychopath. Yeah, she's a she, horrible person. She has had a crush on the prince, the one that we call the first, the first prince. prince. Yeah. The one that we she's had a crush on him and has done all of these things to try to like get his attention and and whatnot. And we <laughs> see like, I mean, she even like fabricated like that she was going to be that she got robbed by like brigands or whatnot and the um and he kind of has her number like he's oh yeah everyone has her number yes and And so so that's the only ones that don't are dad and grandma maybe they blind eye it but everyone else knows she's a spoiled brat and and so not nice i loved this part though where susu is like in her body of somebody who's been doing all of these rotten things like she beats her husband every night like whips him and whatnot and and all of a sudden she like it's the demon lord but he looks so weak and broken and she's sort of like is starting to feel bad for him because he he doesn't seem like he is the person that you know that she saw destroying the world well, and and she first meets him when she finds him kneeling upon a frozen pond in their house yeah. because she's forcing him to lay there with no cloak or anything for three days because he saved her sister when she shoved her sister in the water or something because yep. she was trying to kill her sister because her sister is engaged to first prince and she wants first prince for herself. Um, not that she can have him because she's married, <laughs> but 
for whatever reason, she she's horrible. She's trying to kill him more or less. Well, I mean, she did yeah. get married under like also trying to get the first prince. She tried to um give her to love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, she gave him a love, a love toxic potion. thing, a love potion. So that so, the one pr- the 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 evil guy or the well, not handsome prince would yes, Tante Jin would end up engaged to her. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was Tante Jin. It was the it was the other prince. It was the kind of like corpulent like right. Uh, so we were talking about um, my understanding was that she was trying to get the. Oh, yeah. The Ophish guy. Yes. To to yeah. be, be with you her sister. Right. And Tan Tai Jin actually took the accidentally. Med, you know? Well, supposedly accidentally I took the. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it wasn't an accident. But, yeah. oh, no. Well, he he shows later on that it was not an accident that he purposely poisoned her and faked being poisoned yes to get her into marriage so it was all a scam from the get-go but one of his own making so So this is where the book slightly differs and so i'm gonna try not to be confused by that so um (laughs) so we are um kind of just in the middle of talking about like entering into their marriage finding out the dynamics you know is he really as weak as he's proposing because again she's like trying to suss out like what why is he so different from the evil demon lord that tried to murder everybody you know she'll never forget the expression in his face when um when he was killing everyone and so she asks, hey, do you hate me? And just for like a second. Oh, that was an amazing expression scene. shifts. Yes. And it was like, and it shifts into the same expression as the demon lord. It was like, oh, oh. that was chilling. It, like, oh, total chills. And again, I think it was at that moment where I'm like, oh, I'm in. This is good. So. Well, and he also has magical abilities he can talk to birds and, and insects. insects um he and i think other animals is it just birds and insects or animals too does it have I to be a flying thing don't know because all i saw like i can't think of any well, other situation because it was a spider and then insects and then mostly birds birds were definitely his favorite and he could oh, see through their eyes crows yes yeah I mean, murder crows, come on. Like, that's so epically cool. <laughs> it's super cool. Um, y- yes. And so we, we sort of see like he goes from this poor, abused little, like, poor, abused husband to like, we start to see like, uh, there's more to him well, than we thought. I love that he has these confrontations with people. And then, like, when he's nowhere around, suddenly, they start dying yes and and susu is suspicious she's all like what's going on like i know that there is some correlation like he's over here looking innocent and like a wayfish but this eunuch is dead oh there's this maid that took care of him as a child and oh no now she's crazy and pot- later on dead and you know, all these people that 
like go against him are being kicked off like he has a kill list yeah he literally well, has a kill list suddenly they find you know that bees are not their friends or exactly you know, flies yes. or whatever it is i mean ooh. um yeah it's pretty cool like it is pretty darn cool so oh so yeah what was that and we also have to talk about the wedding when the first prince is getting engaged to the sister oh yeah married to the sister i don't remember if it was like an engagement party or whatever it was it might have been like an after wedding party thing so he has his list of everyone he wants to destroy so and including susu because she's on the list but, oh, of course. Yeah. But she had been kind of doing some nice things here and there. So he was kind of like wondering what's going on because she's not being as mean as he she used to be. Like the beatings have stopped. She gave him a coat. You know, she's trying to, to not be a horrible human being. Right. Right. And so he's a little confused. But we're at this wedding. He has a list of everyone he wants pretty much to kill. And he's doing going to do it via birds. So um, it's like a scene I mean, straight a murder out of, of murder crows. Oh yeah. Like, so it's like straight out of a Hitchcock movie where the crows descend and start pecking people to death and causing absolute chaos. And it's so good. I loved it. I, I love that whole it. scene. And again, he's planning on, you know, destroying her too. But she thinks that the crow is going to go after him and throws her body in front of his. And, of course, like, he he fakes the crow missing and is being destroyed. And and so she thinks she saved him. And he's like, oh, my gosh, what the yeah. heck just happened? Right. And no I one's think ever that done is, that. like, the first crack in his armor yes. of what's going on. You know, why did it she protect me? It's the it it was the little small acts of kindness and then yeah, and she's like, scared of birds and he knows this. Yes. So for her to to sacrifice herself to her fear is like a big deal. So yeah. Agreed. I think there were a few of those little scenes where the two of them just had just a few sweet moments. Like there's the scene where um, she brings him the coat and there's the scene where he um, like, of course, where she saves him from or she thinks she's saving him from um, the, the crows. Um, they were really like when you learn about his history and just, you know, how nobody has ever really stood up for him or or been, been there for him. He's like been destroyed like every single time. Like, yeah, just complete trauma and you can see why like he start like he's starting to sort of slowly thaw towards her a little bit um not completely but a little bit the other thing is that he's um he really likes her sister so he actually really likes Bing Chan the sister um like but that's does why he really he... or is he just faking it no i think i, I think I he really like does he faked it a little bit because again he's faking a lot of stuff i think but... he wanted to have what first prince had because we had that yeah. whole scene where 
first prince is um he's emulating first prince so i think it's more just first prince likes her so he likes her because he's so doing that mimicking it, thing i might have it confused with the book because in the book he definitely really liked her and um, in, in the, the beginning mo- in the drama it's more he's mimicking smiling he's mimicking actions he's i mimicking do remember first that prince but i thought and- he because he jumped into the water to save her like i think he's still and remember he didn't let her get killed by the murder crows um yeah but he threatened her with but he did threaten her at that point that's true yeah so there was there was stuff (laughs) i'm not sure if it's as distinct in the drama that he had any kind of feelings beyond just mimicry for her because again later on it's there he doesn't have any feelings for her he's just using her true true you know, there's no, oh, you know, I'm going to save her because of fond memories. No, it's just like, no, she's useful. I can use her to manipulate others. So. He's, he is kind of diabolical. I mean, just. Yeah. Um, we, had, we did talk about the story behind their marriage, but just, you know, thinking about like he took advantage of what she was doing in order to get into the household so he could escape from the palace. Um, yes. And that's like, he just had, you know, a lot of, but even when he was there, he was treated so poorly. Like, I just, I really felt bad for him. Um, and I kept thinking, like, if they were just nice to him, maybe he wouldn't, you know, maybe his evil bone, he could kind of overcome that. Um, but then he starts like sucking the demon aura out of the like minor demons in the area. And I was like, oh, oh, again, you get you totally get swept up on how how sad and lonely he is. And then he does something really evil. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah, he's evil. And That's not right. just because <laughs> it's yeah. not something that just happens later on. No, he has a lot of evil um character traits from the get-go and they just and i think this is how brilliant the show gets it because they have you sucked into all of this like you want to fix him and have him be fixed and like just like oh he that he could become a better person and every time you start thinking that bam nope evil yes (laughs) And, and he is from the beginning like i mean I mean, eventually, after like 700 years, there's some redemption, but, you know, there's a lot of really toxic evil stuff that he does first. Yep. And, and again, he doesn't see anything wrong with it because for him, it's like, well, yeah, I killed them because they were hurting me or they were going to hurt me. Yes. They were going to try to kill me first. So I killed them. You know, and and it's true. There usually is a justification at the beginning stuff, but but he does it without any feeling of guilt or any kind of empathy. Like he is not at all empathetic no. to anyone at this. And point. I don't think he can. Like I don't think he's able to to like the fact that he had to mimic how the first prince acted and like felt. Um, I think his evil bone prevents him from really being able to empathize with others, at least until Susu helps kind of crack some of that 
Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, we also meet Susu's second brother and the amazing fox demon, uh, Pianran. Pianran? I can't remember her name. Anyway, we'll call her the fox demon girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who we find out later has lost her love thread. Um, oh, I love these two so much. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love her. I want to see her as the uh, lead in some other drama because she's so fantastic. I love her. She is so gorgeous. And I, I'm i saying that because, you know, Western ideas of beauty and Eastern ideas of beauty are very different. So she's not that classic Chinese visual. I would say that's much more um, the lead actress is the more classic beauty it in most dramas but she has just a sultry something that is just like so good and she's gorgeous like she just is take your breath away gorgeous i think so i mean i was very like i kept she really drew my eye every single time plus like they just have a really great like relationship and chemistry and i was yeah, I I loved her character. Um, I guess we're in the spoilers section, so we can say that, you know, I just felt bad that she didn't get to continue the full, like she wasn't in all of the story arcs. Um, yeah. Well, I really, let's just really discuss it her. now because I don't think I really put a section before um, later on. But their romance was so beautiful and so tragic. Yeah. You know, because again, it starts off as something as she's using him because she doesn't have her love thread. It was stolen by the stupid evil sister. Mm-hmm. And she had given it to a mortal who she was in love with. That mortal died in battle and had given it to the sister to give back to her. But the sister stole it instead and felt that that made her pretty and noticed. And that's why she was able to get the notice of the first prince and he married her and everything. So she totally is just evil and stole this from this Fox demon girl. And so she feels like she can't fall in love again. She can't create any uh, connections. So even though she likes the brother and I mean, physically they definitely connect (laughs) you might say that i mean she she is a gumio you know i mean yes equivalent of that right like she's a so so you know they're playing around but eventually she regains her her love thread and they are able to truly love each other and have this great relationship which is cut too short because he is mortally injured and in order to save him she, she gives them all, fox ball or her all fox of spirit. her yeah. fox spirit lives and all her tales and all her cultivations. So he is alive, but she's passed away. And unfortunately, there's no cultivating where she comes back at all that we see. So it's very tragic. That and he ends sad. up uh, just being like the person who helps guide the next emperor through life. Because he helps find a good emperor, and it's indicated that he's going to be just part of the the what would you call them the people that help talk to the emperor when they need sounding boards kind of thing. So 
that is how it ends. So sadly, not together, but it was a really great sacrificial true but love. Moment. He shows up at the very end, which we yeah. can talk about later. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. I loved their romance, and I loved their them on screen together, and just yeah, great. Okay, but we're still in talking. I mean, that happens later, but we just <laughs> it does. You know, we don't have time to talk about that later. So. Um, where we are, though, is that we've moved from, so uh, Tantaijin is married to Isusu. They're kind of like figuring things out as as this toxic couple. Um, and then, but, but there's moments of sweetness. And then <clears throat> Tantaijin is tricked into leaving um, with his mother's tribe and traveling back to the Jing Empire, back to his home kingdom. Um, after we hear about his father's death and along the way he does get ambushed by his psychotic brother but even before that he brings susu with him but like ties her up and basically treats her the way she was treating him yes because she's she's not going he's not going to allow her to you know, get the better of them at all in any situation. And and even though he is more fond of her now because they've had various moments, you know, throughout the last couple episodes, he's definitely still a little suspicious, but he's he doesn't want to be parted from her. So he he says, Oh no, she's my wife. She needs to come with us. Yes. But as a prisoner, not not as a valued guest or anything. So there is and- a really beautiful scene where um she she dances um yes and and, (laughs) like the sexual tension is real it really is like again their chemistry off the charts like they just i it was it was a really great scene um where they're on the boat and and i just i love that she doesn't like she just doesn't give in she perseveres right and so she she escapes. She she jumps off the boat. <laughs> she's not going to be kept prisoner. Oh, no. She's going to jump off the side of the boat and disappears. And he sends people out to look for her is pretty much what happens. But this allows him to be caught in a trap By because they declare that they brother. found her body. And when he goes to identify her, his evil brother, who has um, pretty much blackmailed his nanny, that used to be his nanny, the person that he remembers having any kind of, if not love, then at least guidance for him as a youth. She's the one that comes back to save him, but really she's there to betray him because she had children after him and she's trying to save her daughter. But all he sees is betrayal and he kills her, (laughs) which was actually pretty cool because he... He's never one to trust, so he had planted a poisonous spider in her hair. Yeah. And if, in case he did need to kill her because she betrays him, he had plan B all set up. So yet another example of how brilliantly Machiavellian he is. Yeah. Is he always has a plan on how to murder somebody if he's betrayed. So... And, but it, it's it's so like it really plays with your emotions because you're 
you're I kept going back and forth between like oh it's so sad that there's like nobody in his world he can trust and yet it's so awful that he can just kill people off like that yeah so it's like it really would bring about a lot of mixed emotions um so real quick remind me how did he end up with the cursed eye inside of him did he swallow it uh so remember that um they his horrible brother um basically gouged out his eye and put in a terrible like a poison okay so it was the brother i was thinking oh who did that so the brother curses him he puts in pretty much a death sentence that after three times of vomiting blood and it messes with his powers or whatever it's going to destroy him completely yes so he does escape though so he has this death curse inside him and and a and a eye that's like deteriorating basically like yes because they stabbed his eye with that so susu finds him and they both kind of are running from the bad guys and he passes out because of this power thing and she realizes it and this is the first time where i felt like she truly expressed that she has some kind of feelings for him yeah because she takes the curse of the eye inside of her and gives him her eye yes so she trades eyes and never and doesn't tell him like she doesn't he doesn't find out till the very last few episodes yeah which is like really fascinating right so she did it and didn't tell him that and she saves his that. life. Yeah. Yes. And again, takes on this horrible curse upon her. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Very good. <laughs> Just, okay. it is so, so eventually good. he dethrones his brother via rats. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there was a rat and a crow infestation in the palace and um, his brother was not on and left in a fire. He eventually escapes with his pet sorceress, but um, his face will never quite be the same. No. <laughs> and, and so he takes himself over as emperor. So um, as emperor, he gets a new outfit and a new hairstyle, which is my favorite out <laughs> of all of his visuals, because it's always like this black with red, blue or green accents. They're yeah. like gorgeous gowns. And then he has like this massive amounts of braids and updos and like, oh, it's true. Like they went all out. It's a good thing it's a wig because to get that kind of hair, it'd be like nine hours every time to try to get that visual if you were using real hair. So it was impressive. And so anyway, he's he's condensing his power. He wants more power. Susu's off. He doesn't know where she is at this point. And he's condensing and sucking power from minor demons so he can become more powerful. And he's also declared war on the the kingdom that had kept him hostage. So he's in the middle of a war. He's sucking demons dry. And he finds this base of power in the river. It's a sleeping dragon who's been sleeping for 10,000 years. And it could go to the good side or the bad side, depending on how it wakes up in its memories. So that's what we're told. Yes. Yes. So that kind of leads us to the part two, 
because Susu, Tante Jin, First Prince, and the bitch sister. <laughs> all right. I just hate her. Uh, all get sucked into the dragon's essence as they are battling for this beast's powers. And so they're sucked into the memories of this it's the uh, dragon's dream like it's his yes it's his dream that he just is a recurring dream that loops over and over and over again and this is all that's been in his mind for ten thousand years and so they are sucked in and are put into the various characters in this dream and they with they can't change anything they're just in as like bystanders seeing the events that happen, but they're in these four characters, um, the God of war. It is Susu. Let's see. Bang Ching is the evil. It's like the daughter of one of the other God, the previous God of war. So she's kind of like the God of wars um, ward. So he's taking care of her because he made a promise to the girl's dad. And then I think First Prince, he's just the clan prince, but yeah. he's not really in it that much. I mean, he sees some stuff, but he's not as involved. It's really that three love triangle for sure that really yeah. have all the the narrative in this section. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a I really loved this part of the drama because although technically it's not supposed to be them you do really get to see like who the sister really is and you get some like potential sweet moments um, between the God of War and uh, Isusu's, the girl that she jumps into, who is a clam. Like it always makes me laugh. Cultivating clam. Yes. (laughs) But it cracks me up when we talk about uh, Chinese dramas and we're like yes she's a violet or she's a grape or nope she's a clam um, so she's the clam princess and I have to say like I I really did like them so what happened is that the god of war is in a, a battle and ended up with the up, demon lord yep and ended up in the river um and I can't remember, did she get brought, basically the sister, the evil sister, who's not a sister in this, the ward, um, yeah. who is convinced that, like, and she feels a lot of, like, possession over him. Um, like, she thinks of him as hers. So yes. basically, she, she with the help of the clan princess, played by Susu, um, they, you know, bring him down into the river to recover and so that he can he can hide from the bad guys so yes that they won't and, he, and heal a bit right and yeah. so um the evil sister witch um then steals one of the um like, oh it's their special pearl the one that's red. keeping all of them safe it yes. controls the it w- controls the channels of the river and to make it, it safe for safe all of the clam kingdom and... to live exactly yes and but so, she doesn't care. She takes no. it and puts all the energy into the God of War, which repairs all of his energy and he's okay. But when Susu comes back, discovering that this has happened and that all of her people are going to be destroyed, 
she gives her own cultivation back into the pearl because she was the most cultivated out of any of them. And they had her as dreams of like going and joining the cultivators someday. Like she was going to transcend out of the clam world and become somebody. But she had to give up all of her long-term cultivation into the pearl to save the river. And so uh, when, again, first prince, he was dying. He had no clue any of this is going on. So when he wakes up, uh, Susu's family is all like, you ruined her. Marry her now. First prince. No, Tantai Jin. Tantai Jin. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Tantai Jin. Yeah. Or I meant God of War. Sorry. Yeah, God God of of War. War. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. They're like, marry her now. And that's how you can repay her because she's now like worthless <laughs> like they kind of acted like oh what is her life even worth now she's yeah. no longer the prime cultivating princess of the clans she's not going to become a goddess and yes yeah. yes so they force him to elevate her into the god world with all the gods and of course also oh and we also forgot the stupid sister who we hate now has is like injured she's like shocked or something when she does the transference of power and so she's in a coma to begin with so she doesn't know anything about this whole marriage marriage or any of this stuff what she's caused um so she's in a coma i liked her there i think they could have just kept her coma sister is much more likable than anything else exactly now we do get a beautiful wedding scene so pretty oh my gosh so so pretty like they literally used so much of their cgi budget in this sequence and it shows yeah like it was the gorgeous. outfits in there gliding in the air on like these gorgeous red chariots that are all decked out for the wedding and white horses and and it's just like so pretty so so pretty oh and again sometimes we get some meh wedding scenes not this drama this drama gives you the most gorgeous wedding scenes every single time a plus plus yeah agreed um yeah so but they they do get up to there and i'm just looking to see if there's so in the process they have these moments where they sort of start falling for each other a bit. She's trying um, to woo him. Yes. With with learning how to, she's like, oh, he likes uh, fighting and battle because he's the god of war. Then I will figure out how to like do an arrow, <laughs> you know, there's all these little things that she focuses on. So, so they are, they are wooing each other long-term for that first little while. And it's adorable. It is actually really cute. Um. Then the sister, which Bing Chung girl, she comes out of her coma. And the crap hits the fan. Yeah, she's angry <laughs> that he's got a woman, like that she, that he's married. And so she starts manipulating and doing all kinds of horrible things and really just getting in the way of their relationship. Well, And you just really start to dislike her because... Uh, because Susu had given up all of her cultivation, 
there was an uneven energy inside of her where like the evil energy was overwhelming like her non uh where her other energy used to even it out and so the only way they could fix that was by uh meditating dash making out (laughs) and (laughs) so she was you know having sessions with her husband like not the full deal but you know sessions where they were meditating together and and fixing her but because of being chain's lies she starts destroying all of the progress she had made by telling her oh well if you take these cold baths this will help you cultivate even better and then then you'll be more equal and because right now he just thinks you're a hassle you know she does all these lies She's and so horrible. the poor little clam princess is like literally hurting herself so much and trying to become worthy of her husband and it's just like breaking my heart like and, and the I, sister oh. is like poisoning the you know the, the river that she's and... in. yeah she's so she's poisoning the girl and she's trying to kill her pretty much it's horrible but, but not straight out kill her because she she still wants to be the, seen as the good person, even though she's a horrible witch. And um, so, yeah, she's pretty not nice. And then she goes and murders all of Susu's family, like all of the clam princess's family. Yes, because um, the god of war completely says, oh, wait, no, what happened is, remember, he... She goes into exile and he loses his sight because he had a great battle with the demon lord and all that. Correct. And so he falls and ends up with no vision in her little hut. And she nurses him back to health and he discovers that hits his wife and he's just ecstatic because he loves her. But then stupid Bing Chang finds them, sees what's going on. And goes and murders all the clams. All the clams. She murdered them. She's horrible. Just dead. And Bing Chang finds out. Or not Bing Chang. uh, Susu finds out. And Bing Chang's all like, this is what you get for taking what's not yours, you stupid little clam. Yeah. So then we actually have a really great scene where. Oh, yeah. I mean. Susu goes a little evil. She gets herself a little evil bone. Unfortunately not the god of war's evil bone but she has she gets her own well actually (laughs) she kind of gets that too if you remember yeah um because she goes so she basically she kind of has that before she goes into exile into the yeah and her other forces are kind of like they're not balanced she goes down discovers that um bing chung has like destroyed her whole family and so she is angry and she and doesn't get her wedding night. She does. And she um she goes back and she uh she kicks butt. Like she was yeah. amazing in those And then scenes she starts she... killing anyone that gets in her way. So, I loved this scene. I really loved yeah, it. Yeah. It was good. And she she starts to the anger and the hatred transforms her from the person who loved everyone and she's she Loves the God of War, but she's like, I can't let go of the hatred of what happened for you. And so she's going to like go full evil demon, but he sacrifices his own self and all of his inner 
chi or whatever you would call it. And the lightning comes down and strikes and he takes all of her evil bone into himself. That sounds so wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and saves her, but he dies himself. Oh, what did you it think was of that? So good. It was really good. And I loved that you got that sacrifice on his part because yeah. he was too timid and didn't stand up and let her know what he was feeling because he was kind of proud and he let her push him away. And if he had just been more upfront, like he was with stupid Bing Chang, because he was all like, no, I, I just feel like you are my ward. I don't have feelings for you. I love this other person. Go away. You know, just. Yeah, yeah. I, His own just pride kind of kept them from having their happy ever after. And you definitely saw that kind of come through in various retellings of these people's lives. Yeah. And so I thought it was really good. And it also was really good because a lot of the stuff that happened just with the various gods and the setup and the demon lord that version fighting with the god of war and the aftermath and everything that happened really has a lot of narrative to have that has to do with later on events so you can't skip this part it's not just filler oh absolutely not i can't say that enough do not i know sometimes you just are like oh i want to get back to the main couple but this story really set the foundation of what is to come and because there were so many strong feelings like yes it, it lingered afterwards and so they come that, out of such the good dream, lingering. When they, right oh my when gosh. they come out of the dream and there's the you know i mean we're not going to go into all the details because this is hopefully at this point people have probably watched right but so we're, our goal was not oh. to fully recap but, but their visuals when they see each other after yeah. coming out of the dream it was like, holy crap. Yes. Again, they just spark so many fireworks. Oh. And, and when really he's good. remembering like their sex scene. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. Such good moments. Such good moments. Yes. So, so, yeah. So that's kind of. And then they realize that this is just the memory of the, the dragon. Because the dragon was the god of war. And he was eternally. That was just the remembrance of what had happened. And yep. the dragon had had a clam in its arms as it slumbered. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my heart breaks for those two. It was really, yeah, it was such a beautiful story. And just. It was. Um, you know, there's a, that, so basically when she first gets married, she doesn't get a wedding night. And so when she goes all badass and she goes and she basically takes her wedding night um yeah that was hot i'm sorry it was now people might disagree i'm just saying but she i mean she did drug him but he totally was participating in that so people can say what they want but um (laughs) that was a very steamy wedding night yes wedding night replacement i guess it was totally all that we wanted. And I do like that that gave us some skinship without us having yes. to believe that our 
main couple are at the skin and ship stage because they're not. Totally not. Like they're still at the we barely have come to an understanding that we don't want each other dead stage. <laughs> so no skinship yet. This ends part one of our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 